Welcome to Mount Olive First Pentecostal Holiness Church. Thank you for connecting with us. In just a moment, Pastor Jeff will be sharing an uplifting and encouraging message that we pray will inspire you in your walk with God. Our desire at MOF PHC is for you and your family to find hope in Jesus Christ so that He will transform your life. Thanks again for connecting with us. Please contact us if we can help you discover God's purpose for your life. Enjoy the message. Praying and fasting over these 21 days. I know that the Lord has been working uh, in, in special ways uh, in my life, in your life, and I believe that, the, that God is going to honor uh, those 21 days of prayer and fasting, not only during this season here, but as we go forward into this new year, uh, there'll be things that we'll see God doing, I believe, that were connected to this season that we've been in uh, seeking God. Uh, through prayer and fasting and, and I will tell you this uh, I'm just going to remind you of this I think you already know that my desire is to be a, a praying pastor I want to be a praying pastor and I want to grow as a, as a praying pastor and I want our church to be a praying church I want our church to be a praying church I want our, uh, our church to be a house of prayer um, I really believe that is God's desire for his church. Yes, we're to be a house of praise, and that's appropriate uh, to the word of God. We're to be a house of preaching, that's appropriate to the word of God. But Jesus said that my house shall be called a house of prayer. And so I know it's his desire that, that we would be people of prayer. I'm telling you, my, my one desire is for us as a church, and when I say church, I'm talking about you and you and you and you, that every one of us would make sure that we're, we're seeking God in prayer, seeking his face in prayer, not, not necessarily bringing uh, a prayer request uh, to him and all of our needs. There's a time for uh, presenting our needs and requests, but I'm talking about praying um, you know, seeking the face of God, seeking the presence of God and letting God begin to transform us. So I pray that we would be a praying church. And over the last few weeks as we've been in this series I'm calling House of Prayer, we've discovered from God's word that we know that there's power in prayer. I mean, there's testimonies all over this uh, room today of the power of prayer. You're, you're, you're here, I believe, I know that I'm here from the results of the power of people praying, the power of prayer. And we learned just a few weeks ago that when you mix prayer with fasting, like we've been doing for these 21 days, uh, that God begins to work miracles and, and God begins to uh, pull down strongholds. And when we fast and pray together, we become, we become more aware of God's presence. I don't know about you, but it seems like I've been more sensitive to, to God's presence wherever I'm at. And not only are we aware of God's presence, but we also become more sensitive to the voice of God. And, and I don't know about you, but... I mean, come on, don't we all want to be aware of God's presence and don't we all want to make sure that we're hearing the voice of God for our life? And so that's the power of prayer and fasting together. And then we learned last Sunday that not only is there power in prayer, but there's a purpose in prayer. And what is the purpose in prayer? Well, I would say and offer to you that the purpose of prayer is that our prayers would touch heaven. 
that we want our prayers to touch heaven. I want my prayers, I want your prayers. I want when you get into a place and you're praying that you know that your prayers are touching heaven and the purpose of that is, is so you can connect. Remember, you connect with God's presence, you connect with God's power, you connect with God's promises and you connect with God's purposes for your life. That's the purpose of prayer, that you would touch heaven. Let Mount First PA's church be a praying church that touches heaven and that we would connect with the presence of God and the, and the power of God and the promises of God. When you pray, have your Bible with you. Pray the promises of God and we can connect to the purpose of God for our life. Well, today, just for the next few minutes, I wanna talk to you again, probably last message, I don't know. We'll see how the Lord leads us, but house of prayer, all based upon this passage that I'm sharing out of the Gospel of Matthew, you remember Jesus is confronting those in the temple of God. They've turned, uh, they've turned God's house into a marketplace instead of a ministry place. We see that in the church in America today. Man, I'm just telling you right now, you can, you can go to some church growth seminars on, on how you grow your church and you'll sit in there and while you're sitting in some of these uh, conferences, I've been in them before. I don't even want to be a part of them. No. It's like sitting in there and they're giving the same speech that they would give at Walmart at Christmas time on how you can get customers and how you can make a sale. I'm just telling you right now, it's ridiculous. I don't want to do that. I want to get in the presence of God. I want to hear the voice of God. I want God leading this church, his church, amen. And so we see Jesus here. He comes into this temple where they've turned it into a marketplace. They've taken advantage with the uh, increase the prices of the uh, sacrifices that are being sold to the people. And he says that he drove out all who were buying and selling there. He overturned the tables of the money changers and the benches of those selling doves. He said, it's written, Jesus said, my house will be called a house of prayer, but you're making it a den of robbers. And then he goes on to say that the blind and the lame came to him at the temple and he healed them. That's what Matthew tells us. In other words, you see the contrast here in this uh, passage where you see the marketplace ministry and then you see the, 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 minist- the, the way of turning into a marketplace and then the way ministry should be that we would be praying people and when we pray that people would come into God's temple and they would be healed in the name of Jesus and so Jesus declared my house would be called a house of prayer his house would be called a house of prayer is your house a house of prayer Jesus knew the power of prayer. We talked about it last Sunday. He was a, Jesus had a powerful prayer life. If you did your homework last week, you'll read here that Jesus spent the whole night in prayer. He fell on his face and he prayed. He knelt to pray. He prayed fervently. In Hebrews, uh, it says this, that Jesus prayed, listen to this. He prayed with loud cries and tears. Jesus, the son of God, he prayed with loud cries and he prayed with tears because he knew the power of prayer. And today, just for the next few minutes, I wanna talk to you about not only, we've been talking about the power of prayer, the purpose of prayer, and I wanna talk to you about persistent prayer. And in in the Gospel of Luke, open your Bibles to Luke 18. Luke 18, verses one through eight. You have your Bibles, you have a device, whatever it is. You, You need a Bible. Come on, you need a Bible. You need to be looking. I'll have it on the screen, but you need something you can look at and make sure that I'm telling you the truth. 
Luke 18. This is Jesus, and he uses a parable to encourage us to pray persistent prayers. And here's the parable. Parable, they say, you know, is, it's an it's a, a earthly story with a heavenly message, a divine message. So Jesus uses this parable, this story, to communicate a very powerful truth uh, to his disciples. In Luke chapter 18, verses 1 through 8, it says here, One day Jesus told his disciples a story to show that they should always pray and never give up. Say, never give up. There was a judge in a certain city, he said, who neither feared God nor cared about people. That sounds about right. A widow of that city came to him repeatedly saying, give me justice in this dispute with my enemy. And the judge ignored her for a while, but finally he said to himself, he was talking to himself, I don't fear God and I don't care about people, but this woman is driving me crazy. Easy. I'm going to see that she gets justice because she is wearing me out with her constant request. And then the Lord said, this was the lesson, learn a lesson from this unjust judge. Even he rendered a just decision in the end. So don't you think God will surely give you justice to his chosen people who cry out to him day and night? Will he, will he keep putting them off? I tell you, he will grant justice to them quickly. But here we go. When the Son of Man returns, how many will he find on earth who have faith? Do you have faith when you pray? So what is Jesus saying through, uh, to us in this parable today? Man, I'm so glad you're here. So good to be able to share God's word. I just, it just hit me there. What a great opportunity and what a great calling to be able to stand before you and preach the word of God today. I want you to know, every one of you, I love you. I'm thankful for you. I'm praying God's blessing over your life. I'm sorry to stop right there, but I just, it just hit my heart hard right there to let you know I love you. I'm thankful for you. I love this church. I'm thankful for this church. I love this community. I give God praise for all of you. I thank God for you. Lord, thank you. So what is Jesus saying to us through this parable? I think he's telling us that sometimes in order for us to receive from God, to connect with God, that we have to keep on praying. Come on, let's be truthful now. There's sometimes when you pray that God answers the first time you pray, and those are some wonderful times, amen. But I believe God is teaching us here that there are some times that when we pray that we have to keep on praying, keep on praying, keep on praying, and keep on praying. God's not going to always answer the very first time, so he's teaching us in this parable that there's going to be some times that he's going to require us to, to keep asking, to keep praying, to keep believing that he's going to work on our behalf. So I want to just take the next few minutes and share with you a few things that we can see from this parable. Notice the first thing here, the fight. Notice the fight of persistent prayer. Notice the fight of persistent prayer. In the very first verse, Jesus says these words. He says, you should always pray and never give up. Always pray and never give up. Never give up is a term connected with keep fighting, keep fighting. If you've been in some ball games or been somewhere or you, you know you're cheering your team on, don't give up, keep fighting, 
Keep fighting. And Jesus is telling them here, there's got to be some kind of fight if you're going to have persistent prayers. You have to fight through. You have to keep going. Never give up. Jesus says, never give up on prayer. Those are the words of Jesus. Never give up on prayer. Evidently, Jesus was expecting our prayer life to be a fight at times. I think we can all agree with that. I think Jesus must have been expecting that we would, we would uh, uh, be discouraged at times when we pray, that we would become disappointed at times when we pray, that we would become weary at times when we pray. I think if we would all be honest today, that we could all testify that we have all been discouraged, we've all been disappointed in our prayers. I can tell you right now, I'll raise my hand. I've been discouraged in prayers. I've been disappointed in prayers. But you know what? The Bible says that, that prayer is gonna be work. Prayer is gonna be hard. It's gonna be a fight. But we have to keep fighting in prayer. And Jesus says, never give up. Fight through the discouragement. I'm speaking to somebody this morning. You've been praying about something and praying about something. I'm telling you what God's word says, that you have to fight through. Fight through the disappointment. Fight through the discouragement. Fight through the doubt. Fight through the weariness. Fight through the silence. Fight through the waiting. Just keep going and never give up. Keep fighting and trust your heavenly father is working on your behalf. Keep fighting. Keep fighting. Hallelujah. Why is prayer, why is prayer such a fight? It's a fight. I mean, think about this. It's a fight. Paul actually gave a picture and used prayer talking about it's part of our warfare, spiritual warfare. He also says when you pray that you need to, you need to travail. You, I mean, you remember what I shared with you last week when, when he talks about travail. That, that's, it's, prayer is a fight. It's like a, a woman in labor. Have you ever been in the labor and delivery room? They're not playing checkers in there. I mean, I remember it very vividly. There was a fight going on in there. I'm like, who is this woman? But prayer is a fight. We have to fight through whatever adversity, discouragement, disappointment. But why is prayer a fight? I'll tell you why prayer is a fight. Because our flesh opposes prayer. You think today that your flesh is going to want to go home and get in a prayer closet and pray for 30, 40 minutes? Do you think your flesh is going to want to do that? No, your flesh is not going to want to do that because your flesh is going to oppose uh, prayer. Uh, your flesh, you remember what the disciples, uh, Jesus was with them before he was to be crucified. He was in the garden with them. He says, listen, guys, you wait right here, and he told them to pray. And instead of praying, they fell asleep. Instead of kneeling, they were nodding. Hello, and what did Jesus tell him? He says, listen here. He says, the spirit is willing, but the flesh is weak. The spirit is willing, but the flesh is weak. Our flesh is going to oppose prayer. Our flesh is gonna say, we have no desire to seek God. Our flesh is gonna say, I can handle this on my own. Our flesh is gonna say, let me fix it. Our flesh is gonna say, I don't need God to help me because our flesh is weak and opposes prayer. And that's why Paul said in Ephesians 6, 18 that we need to pray in the Spirit on all occasions. That's why you need to be full of the Holy Spirit. 
That's why you need to be baptized with the Holy Spirit so you can pray in the Spirit on all occasions because your flesh is weak. It's going to oppose prayer. But the Holy Spirit will give you the power and the strength to keep fighting through and to keep praying for the Lord to move on your behalf. Prayer is a fight because our flesh opposes it. Prayer is a fight because guess what? The devil opposes it. He opposes prayer. The devil knows how dangerous a a praying church is. Oh man, if every one of us would gather in unity and believe by faith in in times of prayer, the things that we would see, the revival that would come, the, the spiritual awakening that would take place, can you imagine the significance and the results of what would happen in our community? We wouldn't just have a church service, but our whole community would be changed. And the devil knows it, so he'll do everything he can to distract you from being able to pray and connect with God. We talked about that last Sunday. I'm not gonna go down that road, but he will oppose you. And Jesus knew, he knew there would be a fight. And that's why he said, never give up on prayer. Never give up on prayer. Keep fighting. And I'm just telling you today as your pastor, and I hope you feel the same way, that we have to make a decision today that we're going to refuse to give up on prayer. We're going to resist the flesh. We're going to resist the devil. And we're going to keep fighting. And we're going to keep praying through. And we're going to see God do a mighty work in your life and right here in this community around us in the name of Jesus. Amen. Come on. Hallelujah. Keep fighting. Keep fighting. I want you to notice something else here in this parable. Notice the frequency of persistent prayer. The frequency. Verse 3 says, This widow, in that verse there, says, She kept coming. She kept coming. She kept coming. Some translations say that she kept pursuing. She kept pleading. She kept asking. There was frequency to her request. It was over and over again. And if we're going to pray persistent prayers, there has to be. Uh, frequent prayers, a frequency to it. And Romans 12, 12 says, be constant in prayer. Ephesians 16, 6, 18, pray at all times. Colossians 4, 2, continue to steadfast in prayer. 1 Thessalonians 5, 17, pray without ceasing. There has to be uh, frequent requests, frequent prayers. And this woman, she was very frequent with her request in verse four and five. I love, I love this parable. The Bible says in verse four and five that the judge ignored her for a while, but finally he said to himself, I don't fear God or care about people, but this woman is driving me crazy. I'm gonna see that she gets justice because she is wearing me out with her constant request. There's a frequency there. It's a constant request from her. This judge who's wicked and unjust and unfair, he had no fear of God. He didn't care about no people. And then we have this widow here and she's poor and she's, uh, she's been wronged by somebody and, and to be truthful, the law was on her side. We don't know what happened, but she was in the right. The other person was in the wrong. So she was demanding justice, but the problem was she had nobody to help her. She had no connections. She had no clout. She had no cash. All she had was persistence. That's all she had was persistence and she kept pursuing the judge and pleading with the judge she kept coming to him in the morning at noontime at nighttime. her only hope was her persistence 
Her hope was not in her social status. Her hope was not in some kind of political pull. Her hope was not in any kind of money. Her only hope was persistence. She never gave up. She kept on pleading with the judge. She kept on crying out to the judge. She kept on asking the judge. And this went on day after day, week after week, month after month. Wherever he went, there she was. She was pursuing him, coming after him, crying out to him, calling out to him, asking him. And it went on and went on and went on. And finally the judge says, she's bothering me. This widow kept asking over and over and she's driving me crazy. And it says that she's wearing me out. She's wearing me out. That term, wearing me out, is actually a fighting term. It means that she was beating him down. She was beating him down. It actually means to, to give a black eye. And what we say, what you can say here and what a lot of scholars believe is that, that she was wearing him out on the outside and she was wearing him out on the inside and he finally said, enough is enough. It's, it's, it, listen, it's okay. Whatever you want, I'm gonna do it. If you'll just leave me alone. Stay away from me. Keep away from me. I don't want to see you. I don't want to hear your voice no more. Whatever it is you want, I'll give it to you. You're bothering me. You're wearing me out. Let's, whatever she needs, give it to her. Because I cannot handle her one more time with these frequent requests. And you may think, now what kind of picture of prayer is that? That seems like disrespectful. But Jesus is the one giving this parable here. And what I believe that he's doing here is that he's showing a comparison between the widow and all of us here today. That we're like the widow. We're weak and we're powerless. We're defenseless. We need someone who has power and authority to help us in our time of need. She couldn't do anything for herself. She had to have that judge and he's the only one that could help her. And friend, let me tell you today, God's the only one that can help you. And then you look at the that was the comparison, but look at the contrast between this wicked judge and our righteous judge, Jesus, and our God, our heavenly Father. He's not unjust. He's not unfair. He's righteous, and he never becomes frustrated with, with our needs. He never becomes bothered by our needs or our burdens. Our mighty God is never, he's never worn out or beat down by our persistent prayer. Listen to me. Don't miss this. The truth is God loves it when you pursue after him. God loves it when you keep coming after him. God loves it when you, when you cry out to him. God loves to help you in your time of need. God loves to answer your prayers. God help us to pray frequent prayers, to keep on asking, to keep on seeking, to keep on knocking. Sometimes when you pray and you don't get the answer, you have to keep on praying, keep on praying, keep on praying, and keep on praying. And you keep on praying because the answer may not come right away. The Lord does not answer our prayers all the time right away. How many of you know this morning that God has his timetable and we have our timetable? And let me just remind you, God's timetable is perfect. Our timetable is not perfect. God, God's timetable is perfect. But I want to tell you this morning, there will be delays in your prayer life. There will be delays. And I know it. Don't even say it. I know it. I don't like delays. You don't like delays. You hate waiting. I hate waiting. 
I'll tell you right now, uh, there's several times during the week that I'm standing in front of the microwave, popcorn, hurry up. We don't wait well. I don't wait well. But listen to me. Delays don't mean that God is saying no or never. I truly believe with all of my heart that I believe God uses delays to prepare us for something greater. I believe God uses those delays to prepare us for something greater down the road. I also believe God uses those delays to protect us from some things that we don't even see. Come on, church, don't you believe that? That God will use a delay to protect us from some things that we can't even see. And if you give up on prayer because of delays, then you're gonna miss out on something very great that God wants to do in your life. If you give up on prayer because of delays, you have the potential of missing out on something greater that God wants to do in your life. Now, I could give all kinds of illustrations and testimonies from different ones in this church that, that prayed through the delays in their life. But one of the greatest testimonies that I'll always cherish, and it's because I've been connected with this family for so long, is, is Rolando and Yvonne's uh, testimony of prayer. And, and I've, I've said it before, but it's just powerful to me that this wife, listen to me now, I'm talking about not giving up on prayer in the delays. She prayed for 16 years, 16 years that her husband would be saved and be delivered from alcohol and drugs. 16 years of praying in a delay, a 16-year delay. I mean, if we don't get it in 30 minutes, we're ready to quit. 16 years. I remember the testimony. Stay out all night, come home in the middle of the morning, drunk, high, and the wife there, what is she doing? She's praying. She's praying. She's praying. She never gave up on prayer. She never gave up on prayer. And while she's praying, God never gave up on her. God's working on the other side. God's working on the other side. She praying. She kept on fighting. 16 years of a delay. And then one day, hallelujah, the Lord got a hold of that heart. He got saved. Life turned around for the glory of God. And it's all because of one person who would not stop praying. Frequent prayers, frequent prayers. Yvonne, Rolando, stand up, please. Stand up, please. We give God praise. Hallelujah. 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 Praise God that she never stopped praying and God never stopped working. Listen, if we give up on our delays, then we can miss what God's wanting to do. We can miss on what God's wanting to do. Don't give up on prayer even in the delay. Listen, and I'm, I'm, I'm moving quickly. We're almost there. We're almost there. You know, since the prayer and fasting, I felt like an anointing to preach longer too. I don't know. My wife has been rebuking that in the name of Jesus. <laughs> it's in the delay. Listen to me now, because I don't want you to give up in the, in the delay. I don't want you to get discouraged or disappointed. Perfect example. Listen, remember in the delay, that's when God is working all things out for our good and for his glory. 
Let God work. Let God work in the delay. Just trust. You know what? You had not answered yet, God, but I'm going to keep praying. I'm going to keep coming to you. I'm going to keep persistency, God. I'm, I'm going to trust you, Lord. I'm not going to give up and know that he's working all things out. He's working it out. He's working right now for some things you've been praying for. You need to remember this, that it's in the delay that God draws us closer to him. I mean, just think about it. What if every time you pray, God answered right then, right then, right then, right then? I mean, we would treat him like he's some kind of genie in a bottle. But no, God uses those delays to to draw us closer to him that he would want us always seeking after him like this this widow did this judge. Whether he's outside or whether he's headed to the uh, marketplace, she's right there every time. I'm seeking the Lord. I'm drawing near to him. And that's what God does with with the delays in our life, in our prayer life. So we will draw near to him, stay close to him, it's in the delays that God is preparing me. Some of you have been praying for some things right now and, and God may be saying, you know what, I don't think that person's ready to even receive that yet. And he begins to prepare us and he also begins to protect us, keeping us from getting into some trouble. So as I, as I persevere in prayer, I need to remember this, that God is working in me and God is working for me. Do you believe that today? Do you believe that? You've been praying and you've been praying and you've been praying. Can you just believe today that God is given? there's a delay right now for whatever reason, but I know God's working in me and for me. And if Turner wants to come, we'll, we'll get ready to uh, close it down here. Fight in persistent prayer. Frequency in persistent prayer. And this is the preacher in you, the fruit of persistent prayer. All Fs, Amen. The fruit of persistent prayer. What is the fruit of persistent prayer? Well, the judge answered her prayer. The judge answered her prayer. She had been frequently coming to him, repeatedly, constantly with her request, and finally, finally, he gave in and met her need. He gave her the justice that she deserved. And in verse six there, it says, the Lord said, the lesson here is from this unjust judge, if even he rendered a just decision in the end, so don't you think God will surely give justice to his chosen people who cry out to him day and night? Will he keep putting them off? And the answer is no. God is going to answer prayer. Listen to me this morning, please. I believe it with all of my heart. It's been my prayer this weekend that God wants to give fruit to your prayers. God wants to give fruit to your prayers. The fruit of prayer, what is the fruit of prayer? The fruit of prayer is God's will be done. Some of you need to get to this place right here. Listen, it's not about what you want necessarily, but you need to get to a place where you can pray like Jesus prayed and say, God, your will be done. I'm praying, Lord, I'm praying. And and I don't know exactly how it's going to all unfold. I know you care about every desire of my heart. I know, Lord, you're with me and for me. But I'm praying your will be done. Your will be done. And so the fruit of prayer is God's will being done. The fruit of prayer is God doing far above what we could ever ask or imagine. We're limited on what we think God can do, but God can do so much more. And the fruit of prayer will be that our lives are changed for his glory. You remember what I said last Sunday? Prayer is about God moving you and not necessarily about us moving God. 
I believe God is wanting to move some of us to live a life that will bring him glory and bring him honor. And I also believe the fruit of prayer will definitely be what we were singing earlier, that God will be glorified through it all. The judge is the only one that could answer that need for that woman and God is the only one that can truly meet your needs and when we get out of the way and trust the Lord in faith then God's going to get all the glory for everything that's done I don't know about you but when people begin to ask me questions about my personal faith and my walk with the Lord and my prayer life I want to be able to just say hey I can't explain it all I can tell you is is that when I take time to be with the Lord and connect with Him there's a touch in heaven going on there's a connection going on and God begins to answer prayer and I give him all the glory for it because I don't know how to do it I can't figure it out you're talking about pastor in this church I have no clue Jesus help me help me lead me, guide me direct me, please give me wisdom it's the hardest thing I've ever done in my life but it's the most rewarding thing I've ever done in my life. It's truly a blessing from God. And I thank Him for it. God is faithful. His power is made perfect in your weaknesses. Man. Keep persevering in prayer and you will see the fruit of prayer. This widow saw the fruit of prayer. She, listen, she fought through in her prayers. She fought through the doubt, the discouragement, the disappointment. You have to keep on praying because the answer's on the way. Come on, keep on praying, keep on praying. Some of you have been praying for your marriage. Your, your, your marriage is not healthy. Uh, there's issues going on in, in families and relationships. You're, you're having situations with your, with your children and teenagers and even your grown children and you're in these circumstances in your life. Maybe you need healing. You've been praying. You've been praying. And you've just felt like giving up. You've backed away from the prayer closet. And you've just kind of said, you know what? Oh, well. But Jesus is saying to you today, don't give up. Keep praying. Keep on praying. Keep on praying. Pray for your marriage. Pray for your family. Pray for that situation at work. Pray for that thing going on at school. Whatever you do, don't stop fighting in prayer. Keep on praying and trust me, I'm going to work for you. I'm going to work in you and I'm going to bring glory to my name. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Keep on praying. I said, Lord, there's people here this morning. They've been praying for weeks and weeks and months and months and years and years and years. Praying for someone. Praying for something to happen. And the Lord just checked me and said, today could be the prayer. Today could be the day they pray and the breakthrough comes. Today could be the day. Today could be the day that God answers your prayer. And God brings the breakthrough. Would you stand with me, please? I'm going to ask every one of you in here in this place today, would you just bow your head right now? Would you bow your head and close your eyes and just begin to think on a few things here that, that you've been praying for, that you've been praying for. Come on, I'm going to ask you to respond here. If you're here this morning and you've been praying and you've been asking God to do something maybe for weeks now, months now, years now, and your prayer has not been answered. 
Would you lift your hand right now and be honest? Would you lift your hand? Would you lift your hand? All right, all right. I want every one of you right now with your hand up. Come out, come out, please. Please come out. Please come to the altar. Would you please be obedient to God? Thank you, thank you, thank you. Come on. I've been praying. This is the altar time. I've been praying. I've been praying, and I've, I've not seen the hand of God move yet. I'm, I'm in this delay. I'm in this delay. And Come on, just make room around this altar right now. I've been praying for my marriage. I've been praying for my children, my family, my grandkids. I've been praying for healing. I've been praying for strength. I've been praying for a, a financial breakthrough, a job. I've been praying. I've been praying, and I've been asking God. There's this thing I've been asking Him for, and and he's not answered it yet. And I'm believing today. Today could be the prayer. Today could be the prayer where your breakthrough comes. Come on, church. I'm going to ask you right here at this altar to begin to pray. Begin to pray. Come on and ask God to give you a fight. To give you a fight. To never give up. I'm asking you to pray frequent prayers. That you would pray. And that you would believe that God would bring fruit to your prayers right here, right now in this place. Come on.